0: Welcome, 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 God bless you all for joining us this evening on Global School of Wisdom. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. This is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. You are all welcome on Facebook and on Instagram to our Wednesday teaching service, Pastor Johnson, you are welcome. Our B, you are welcome. Agnes, you are welcome. God bless you all for joining us this evening for our teaching on discipleship and mentorship, spiritual growth through discipleship and mentorship. So you are all welcome once again. God richly bless you all for joining us. Share this on your timeline. Share this to your friends and share this to all the social media platforms that you have. Glory to God, you are all welcome, welcome, welcome. Hallelujah. We've been looking at the subject of discipleship and mentorship, spiritual growth through discipleship and mentorship. In our key scriptures from Matthew chapter 28, 19 to 20, where Jesus said, As his last words, all authority on earth is given unto me. Therefore, I give that power to you and I say, go make disciples of all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, we are called to be disciples. We are called to make disciples. We are called to be disciples of his and to make disciples. We discovered from Derek Prince, quote, That there's a difference between a church member and a disciple. That a disciple is somebody whose primary aim is to follow the teachings of Jesus. The teachings of Jesus. So we'll continue from where we left. We discovered in every ministry, in every church, there are first-timers, visitors, guests, worshipers who graduate then into members through membership classes and then learners, and then from learners to service, from service to workers, and from workers to disciples, and then followers of Jesus. You can tell within a particular church setting, in every church setting, everybody's stage is different based on your willingness to change and be transformed and be discipled. So first-timers, visitors, guests, Worshippers who just worship, members who are fed to grow up then into uh, learners, then servers in the house, then workers, and then disciples, and then we must graduate to become followers of Jesus and his teachings and the leadership of the house, and then sons and daughters. Then we discovered in every church, just like the natural, the babies, you have children, you have youth, you have teenagers, you have adolescents, you have adults the mature. That's why Romans 8, 14 says, as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Aline, you are welcome. So, we finish with looking at um, learners, workers, disciples, and then hard followers of Jesus, hard followers of Jesus and the vision of the ministry. Graduating into teachers. We looked at Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12, where it said, when some of the the believers are supposed to be teachers, they have needed to be taught the basic doctrines of the scriptures. In other words, we are all supposed to be going forward. We're all supposed to be maturing in the things of the spirit. Not having to go back to be taught the basic doctrines right from the start. Then you graduate from teachers to ministers, in the house and the word minister simply means people who minister to others so and we are all called to be ministers we are all called to be ministers of reconciliation reconciling the world back to god now so in every ministry we must all graduate to become disciples of jesus now i put this on uh, facebook today about vital lessons on discipleship and mentorship so please uh, remind yourself of this. Number one, to become a disciple, to grow into this, a disciple of Jesus, you need to lead yourself daily. Those are the notes I put on WhatsApp, on our platform. You want to grow spiritually. You need to learn to lead yourself daily by improving yourself so you can lead others. We cannot lead people into where we have never been. So we have to learn to lead ourselves daily by improving ourselves. The more we improve ourselves, the more we can lead ourselves, and the more we can lead others. You cannot be approved if you have never improved. You cannot be approved if you have never improved. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 15 says, Steady to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. He says, steady, steady, steady to show yourself approved unto God as a workman that needed not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Then we saw number two that leaders, church workers and members that are approved by God improve themselves in God by growing in the word. How do we grow in the things of the spirit? Growing in the word, growing in prayer, Going in serving others. Number three, we discovered you have to improve to be approved. You have to improve to be approved. You remember the scripture we saw, Second 2 Timothy 2:15. 2, he says, Steady to show yourself approved unto God. Approved unto God. His approval is what we need. His approval will bring the other forms of approval. Steady to show yourself approved unto God. A workman. Steady to show yourself approved unto God as a workman, a workman, a workman that needed not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So we have to improve to be approved. To be approved by God, you have to improve. Leadership is not a position, but influence. So we advise not to seek for positions, but rather seek to serve. And as we are serving, the position and promotion comes automatically. As we are serving, as we are leading, as we are getting better, as we are serving others, the promotion and the position will come as we serve with our three T's, our talents, our treasure, and our time. Why? Because a man's gifts make room for him and brings him before great men. One of the quickest ways to grow in the things of the spirit is to be dynamic in your prayer life, vibrant in your prayer life, vibrant in your word life, and vibrant in your service. Vibrant in your service. Proverbs eighteen sixteen. We must do something with our gifts. We must do something with our gifts, both in church, in the kingdom, and in the marketplace. Using our gift to add value to us. Bible says, "A man's gift, a man's talent, shall make room for him." And bring him before great men. You must use your gift to disciple others. Use your gift to serve others to serve in the kingdom. Remember your ministry service is a gift to God. Your ministry, your gift is service. Using your gift to serve is your ministry to God. And his ministry back to you is his rewards. His rewards back to you for your service. So your ministry. My ministry is my gift to God. What is given to me, you and I, is given to us to use, to bring, and to add value to the kingdom of God and to the churches in which we are. So what is given to you and I is given to us to use it to bring value or to add value to others. Let's remember destiny is not achieved by chance. Destiny is achieved by choice. Destiny is not achieved by chance. Destiny is achieved by choice. Destiny is not achieved by chance. Destiny is achieved by choice. Glory to God. Bishop Milan, you are welcome from Zambia, from Zimbabwe. Bishop Milan is watching from Zimbabwe Harare. God bless you, Bishop Milan from Zimbabwe. So we're looking at the subject of spiritual growth through discipleship and mentorship. We're supposed to become disciples of others, disciple others, but we might become disciples first to be able to disciple others. So let's look at the difference between members of churches and disciples. Like I said from the beginning, in the church, you start out as a first-timer, as a visitor, as a guest, but you're not supposed to stay there, you Move to becoming a worshiper where you are led in worship. You shouldn't stay there. You must move to become a member and identify with a particular local group in the church where the Bible says, forsake not the assembling of yourself together as the man of some is, Then you must graduate from a member into learning. My yoke is easy. My burden is like Learn of me. Learn of me. We must be in learning mode. Learning mode. We never stop learning. The Bible says, a wise man shall increase in learning. A wise man shall increase in learning. A wise man shall increase in learning. Every day you must know new things. Every day you must study new things. Steady to show yourself approved unto God. Not unto the pastor. Steady to show yourself approved unto God. A workman, that needed not be ashamed. That means if you don't study to show yourself approved unto God, you will be ashamed to represent Him. Steady to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needed not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. If you don't study, you will wrongly divide the word of truth. Noel, you're welcome. Abana, you're welcome. Nanapoku, you are welcome. So let's look at the difference between members and disciples because we are, we are not the same. He said, grow into disciples. Make disciples of men. Go make disciples of men. So we are not supposed to remain as just members of our churches. We're supposed to graduate into disciples. Disciples of Jesus. Disciples of our churches. Disciples of our ministry. So what are some of the differences between a member and a disciple. Members want their names written in the membership book of the church, but disciples want their name written in the book of life. Members want their name to be written in the membership book of the church, but disciples want their name to be written in the book of life. When you give your life to Christ, your name is written in the book of life and you want to make sure that your name stays right there in the book of life. You don't want your name just to be uh, on earth, written in, a, in, a, in the church's administrative books, but rather in the book of life. God says in the last day, when we stand before the king, the books will be opened, and our names must be found in the book of life. More importantly, to have your name written in the book of life than in just a membership book of a church. That is the starting point. What matters is that your name remains in the book of life, in heaven, the book of life, the book of life. Then number two, what are the differences between members and disciples? Remember he said we should become his disciples. He said to Jesus, to Peter, James, and John, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Follow me, I'm going to make you disciples of me. Glory to God. He called them disciples of Jesus people who have been discipled, people who have been mentored, people who have been trained, people who have been working with Jesus and following the teachings of Jesus. We are supposed to become disciples, disciples, disciples of Jesus and to disciple others. And to disciple others. And to disciple others. The book of life. The book of life. The book of life is the most important. Have your name in the book. Membership book or membership register of your church, but graduate to having your name in the book of life. Members want their name to be written in the membership book of a church, but disciples want their name to be written in the book of life. Number two, members are just looking for a place to visit and identify with, but disciples are looking for a place to belong to. There's a difference. There's a difference. Members are just looking for a place to visit and to identify with to be able to say I belong to this church or I'm a member of this church or I go to this church. In other words, they're looking for identification or looking for baptism or their children to be Christian or for welfare or for references or for immigration status or just for miracles, just for signs and wonders. I hope you know that miracles and signs and wonders by itself does not make somebody stay within a ministry. It's the word that stabilizes them. The word of God that they stay under, that stabilizes them. Remember the lepers that were healed? Only nine. Nine, ten were healed, only one came back to say thank you. These were people who just came for the signs and for the wonders, but never returned to be disciples, never returned to sit down in a ministry, to be disciples. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a difference between being a member of a church and being a disciple. And we are, we are told to become disciples, not just members of a church. So, members are just looking for a place to visit and identify with, or certain things that they are looking for from a church. But ministers or disciples are looking for a place to belong. A place to belong. You know, when the disciples were criticized, were persecuted, the Bible says they came back to the place where they got back to the place where they belong. They went back to their own company where they belong. They belong to this particular ministry. They came back to the place where they belong. So a church is not a place you go to. A church is a home and family you belong to. There's a difference. Mama Cecilia, you're welcome. A church is not a place you go to. A church is a family you belong to. Those who are just members of churches just go to a place to identify with a place that they can probably refer to and say this is where I go, this is where I get my reference, when I need a reference, this is where I get it. When my children need to be baptized, this way where they will have it done. When I need to have a wedding, this way where be officiated. So, what they're in for is what they want, but when you're a disciple, you belong right identify with the place is a family that you belong to that so you can see the mentalities are different, so their service in those places is totally different from those who just come there just to receive something from the place. A church is not a place you go to. A church is a family you belong to. A church is not just a place you go to on Sundays. A church is a family you belong to. You have a family. You belong to a family. You belong to a family. You belong to a family. So you are not in isolation. You belong to a family. So disciples are looking for a place to belong to, to be planted, to be totally sold out, to be totally committed to, to be totally and actively and proactively involved in, for life, for life, for life. A church is a family. A church is a community. Members are just looking for a place that they can go to and say, this is where I I go to, this is where I can get this from, or this is where I can get that from. But the church is a community. A church is a family that we belong to. We identify with this particular family as our church. Disciples are generational thinkers and generational planners. They know they and their children are for signs and wonders. They know that they are built. Whatever they do, whatever input they, 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 they get involved in, they know they are thinking generations to come. My children will grow up here. My children will get baptized here. My children will grow up and marry here. My children will have your weddings here. My children will grow up and continue what you have started. That's the mentality of disciples. That is what makes members different from disciples. And remember, we are supposed to be disciples, not just m- members of the church. Remember what the psalmist said. That's the mentality of a disciple. He said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. No wonder he said in Psalm 84 verse 10, For a day in the courts, in thy courts is better than a thousand. He said, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. This was the mentality of a disciple. Then Psalm 92 verse 30 says, those that be planted, hey, those that be planted in the house of God, shall flourish in the courts of our God. He said, those that are planted, flourish. So those who are not planted, don't flourish. It's just like putting a seed in the ground. And when you uproot it, or you just put a seed in the ground for the purpose of, i putting it here, then I remove it and then i put it there. That's what happens to people who are not planted in one particular church, which they are committed to. They just keep moving from one place to the other. He says, only those who are planted flourish. Only those who are planted flourish. When you are planted in a place, receive instructions in the place, totally involved in the place, committed to the place, that's how you flourish, like a seed in the ground. You keep the seed in the ground, keep watering it, that's how the seed germinates, buds, bears fruit, grows into a tree. That is the way we are supposed to approach church. Then number three, we're looking at the differences between members of churches and disciples. Considering the main scripture we've been looking at, Jesus is looking for disciples. involving butterflies welcome. Jesus is looking for disciples. Disciples, not just members of churches. That's the beginning. Disciples. You know, we read the statement by the statement by, uh, um, the statement by uh, Derek Prince. He said, "A church member." He says the problem that God's biggest problem in the world today is church members who are not disciples. See, church members may visit, but disciples stay put. Disciples are planted. It's God's main problem. (laughs) And he's looking for some of us. We are not where we're supposed to be because we just keep moving from one place to the other. He cannot depend on us. But that is what we should be aiming at. We should be aiming at being planted, being planted, being rooted, being grounded, being established in one particular place. Very crucial, very important. Number three, members ask, what can the church do for me? Disciples ask, what can I do for the church? Members ask, what can the church do for me? Disciples ask, what can I do for the church? Like JFK said, don't ask what America can do for you. you must, the question you must ask is, what can I do for America? That's a discipleship mentality. What can I do for the church in which I am? What can I do for the kingdom of God? What can I do to expand the kingdom of God? That's the mentality of disciples. Those are the kind of people that God is looking for. So you can counsel. For instance, one day God speaking said, I'm look, I was looking for a man to stand in the gap, but I found none. I found that, but I decree that we shall be found when God is looking for somebody to stand in the gap. Number four, members want to be called, visited, encouraged, receive text, WhatsApp messages from the pastor all the time. But disciples want to call, to visit, to encourage, to text, to WhatsApp, to edify, to build, to equip others. So there's a time to be called all the time. And there's a time when you have to graduate to be the one calling others, encouraging others, texting others, whatsapping others, visiting others, edifying others. That's what we should graduate to. What, you know, for instance, when you give that to a child, (laughs) you feed the child, you change the child, you dress the child, you give him milk, you do everything for the child. Now after the child has reached a particular age in their life, there are certain things that they must learn to do for themselves. So can you imagine if your child is grown up, he's 10 years old and he's still asking you to grant, to give him milk in a bottle. But that is what is happening in certain places. We must move from being members to become disciples of Jesus where the things that were done for us when we we're growing up are things that we now should be doing for others then number five members prayers are always self-centered the prayers of members are always self-centered they always want to be prayed for and so have become prayer projects and have become a prey people to be prayed on to be hunted down so members always want to be prayed for their prayers. Even if they pray, their prayers are self-centered. Always have to do with something to do with what I want. I claim this. I claim that. Meanwhile, the prayers of disciples are for kingdom advancement, growth of churches, the healing of the sick, the salvation of sinners. Disciples' prayers are always kingdom-centered and others-centered. Kingdom-centered and others-centered. Their desire, disciples' desire is to intercede for others, to fast and pray for kingdom advancement, fast and pray for nations, fast and pray for others. That's the heartbeat of disciples. We're looking at the difference between members and disciples, conceiving the fact that Jesus said we should we should go and make disciples. So if we should go and make disciples, who are disciples? We've looked at the other, the other people who follow the teachings of Jesus. They do the teachings of Jesus and they are the other they do the teachings of Jesus. These are the things that they should be doing and that is what they should be expecting from people that they are raising up. Minister Deborah, you're welcome. So ministers' prayers, disciples' prayers are always um, centered on the kingdom, expansion of the kingdom, but members who choose to remain just as members, their prayers, are always self-centered. You know, let me give you a typical example. For instance, the way members pray is different from the way disciples pray, or the way ministers pray, or the way pastors pray. Pastors don't pray the same way as as members. We'll give members prayer topics to pray. But in addition to whatever prayers that we give to members to pray, we pray. There's a difference between the priest, the priest's prayer and the members' prayer. So there must be a difference between members' prayers and disciples' prayers. For instance, uh, a little child, a two-year-old child, three-year-old child, for for instance, our, our grandchildren. That if our grandchildren pray, the kind of prayer they'll be praying is not the kind of prayer their 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 parents will be praying. If 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 our children are praying, Father, provide. A, 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 I'm looking for a toy. I'm looking for a plane. You know, sometimes children will pray prayers that are unrealistic. Say, I, that, I can see a plane in the air. I'm looking for a plane. Just so that you will be quiet, the parents will okay, I'll buy one for you. And that's how the challenge So the kind of prayers that members pray is very different from the prayers that disciples pray, ministers pray, church workers pray, and pastors prayer. At least that's the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be different. Typical example. The priorities and prayers of revivalists like Ben Hosa. We're looking at church history now, so we can upgrade. Remember, a few weeks ago we we're teaching on uh, some of the things we need to do if we want to see finger of God manifestations. And one of the first things we said was we should change our prayer priorities. Change our prayer priorities. You know, there are times when. You wake up at midnight or you wake up at certain hours and you are praying. I want you to take the cognizant of this. You should wake up and then pray, and those don't, don't ask God for anything. What you should actually come from your lips should be something like, God, what do you want me to pray? What is on your heart that you want me to pray? You know, that's the way disciples, church workers. Heads of departments, deacons, elders, ministers, pastors, disciples pray. That's the way they pray. So you are not always asking God for something. You know, prayer primarily, primarily prayer is supposed to be with between you and God. And then the number two, prayer is supposed to change you first before others. The Bible says as Jesus was praying, his countenance was changed. Prayers. Prayer is supposed to change you before anything else. As he prayed, his countenance was altered. His face was altered. Prayer is first of all supposed to change me before it changes others. And that is when you have grown to come to a place where you are not always asking God for things. So this kind of revival is like Captain Coleman, Billy Graham, Smith Wigglesworth, and those great men and great women and people that we see in the limelight in the early 20, 20th century, their priorities and their prayers were very different. For instance, John Knox. John Knox prayed prayers like, Lord, give me Scotland or I die. He, has got, he hasn't got a prayer. He hasn't got a wristwatch in there. As important as wristwatch is, as important as rent payment is, you know, these people stuck to Matthew 6:33. Seek he in the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. Shall be added. Shall be added. You see, when you pray for the kingdom, you pray for kingdom advancement, you pray for advancement of the kingdom, you pray for church growth, you pray for sinners to be saved, you pray for the sick to be healed, God literally takes care of your stuff. You know, John North prayed prayers like, Give me Scotland, give me the nation of Scotland, or kill me. St. Patrick, a rugged believer, that brought even dead animals. Listen, that's why I keep saying there's more, there's more, there's more, there's more. Watch this guy. That's why we must move from membership. See, see, this thing is deeper, 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 deeper. They are greater things. Oh my god. Saint Patrick, Saint Patrick, a ragged believer that brought even dead animals and trees back to life. This person prayed, was such a disciple of Jesus that he, he dead animals and trees were brought back to life. Because of prayers like these that he prayed, he said, God give me souls or give me nothing else. Give me souls or give me nothing else. John Knox said, give me Scotland or I die. That is not the prayer of ordinary members. No, give me Scotland or I die. St. Patrick said, God give me souls or give me nothing else. You see so? Their focus is not on things, as important as things are. They know that once I focus on what was on God's heart, things will come by itself. Things including husbands, wives, properties, lands, buildings, etc., etc. So we're trying to get us all to understand that we need to move from membership mentality to kingdom mentality. Membership mentality to kingdom. Kingdom mentality. They are brethren in the Hebrides survivor. Prayed, Lord, if you will not use us, please kill us. Hey, (laughs) if you will not use us, kill us, hey. Members cannot pray that kind of prayer. What do you mean by kill us? If you will not use us, kill us. Recently, I put in one of our prayer topics. I said, Whatever God is doing in the earth today, please don't do it. You shouldn't do it without us. You shouldn't do it without us. Whatever you're going to do in the earth, don't do it without us. We want to be in the center of the center of what you are doing in the earth. The strange acts, the strange works, the finger of God, manifestations that people would look at us and say, Hiya, this thing that came through for you, is only God who did it. We can see that God, this thing will become a reality in our lives. I tell you, if we are prepared to pay the price for it, I'm telling you, things will be added, added, added unto us. If only we change our prayer priorities, make time for the kingdom, you know, make time for soul winning, make time for leaflet distributions. It's important that we become disciples. said, go make disciples. Go make disciples. Go make disciples. Go make disciples. All these things that we do online and in church and everywhere. It's all for making disciples, books that we write, songs that we produce, everything that we do is to go make disciples of Jesus in the marketplace, in church, in the kingdom, in nursing, everywhere. Go make disciples, followers of Jesus, and all these things shall be added unto us. Hallelujah. The brethren from England, watch this, who brought the fire from Azusa streets. Revival gathered every day under the terrible cold. Watch this, under the terrible cold, The only prayer topic was, Lord, give us men that will spread your fire in the streets of London. I, be- I believe we need something like that in this time, isn't it? He said, give us men that will spread your fire in the streets of London. In the streets of London. In the streets of London. These people said, if you will not use us, kill us. (laughs) That's definitely a prayer of a disciple, a son of a ministry. Help us, Holy Spirit. He said, give us souls or give us nothing. Give us souls or give us nothing. There's more, there's more, there's more. Ladies and gentlemen, there's there's more, there's more, there's more. There's more, there's more, there's more. Look at the kind of prayer focus. <laughs> of these people, give me Scotland or I die. There's definitely more. He says, give me souls or give me nothing. Give me souls or give me nothing. He says, if you will not use us, kill us. <laughs> oh my God, my God, my God. If you will not use us, kill us. That's definitely the prayer of somebody who's, who's become a real disciple. <laughs> Of Jesus. Glory to God. Miriam, you're welcome. (laughs) So, ladies and gentlemen, the only prayer topic of these people was, Give us men that will spread your fire in the streets of London. These were the prayers that these people were praying. Give us men that will spread. That was the only prayer topic they were praying. Give us men that will spread your fire in England. Give us men that will spread your fire in the streets of England. I believe that we. I believe that we could do it something like that in these days. Glory to God. They are uh, during the Indonesia revival. Those hungry hearts were seen praying day and night, and their prayer was, "Lord, the harvest is ripe. If it pleases you, please use us. Lord, the harvest is ripe. If it pleases you, use us. Lord, the harvest is ripe. The souls that must be wanted to your kingdom, they are ripe for harvesting." If it pleases you, use us, use us, use us. That was the only prayer they were praying. Paul said, Paul, Paul who wrote the uh, epistle said, woe is me if I preach not the gospel. Paul is saying, woe is me if I don't preach the gospel. In other words, I don't have any choice but to preach the gospel. He said, woe is me if I preach not the gospel. Woe is a bad way. Woe is like punishment, disaster coming... He said, woe is me if I don't preach the gospel. That's where we have to come. If I don't preach the gospel, woe, woe is me. Woe is me if I preach not the gospel. We are looking at the difference between members and disciples. We are supposed to become disciples of Jesus. Disciples of Jesus. And look at your prayer emphasis. Your prayer emphasis. Rachel said to her husband when she didn't have a child, he said, give me children or I die. Like that can be related to the kingdom. Give me spiritual children or I die. That's why the Bible says in Isaiah 66, he said, as soon as Zion traveled, she brought forth her children. I'm telling you, I can feel in my spirit, the spirit of intercession is going to come upon us. The spirit, the burden of prayer will be coming upon us like never before. You just be there, you feel like I'm not, you, 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 you can't sleep. And I'm telling you, anytime you can't sleep, just start praying. Go find somewhere to hide and just start praying. If you pray, pray, and through it you fall asleep, you wake up, just continue praying. Ladies and gentlemen, God needs intercessors. Nothing happens without intercessors. The birthing thing of church growth, the best thing of revival, the best of change of story is the best thing of it is prayer. The best thing of it, everything begins with prayer. We need that fire in the streets of London for sure. Greater grace to all of us. Greater grace to all of us, greater grace to all of us. Paul said, if I preach not the gospel, I have for though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of or for, for necessity, listen to the scripture, necessity is laid upon me, yea, woe is unto me if I don't preach the gospel. In other words he's saying, may God punish me if I don't preach the gospel. That is what he's saying. Woe is me if I preach not the gospel. Woe is me if I preach not the gospel. These are heavy, selfless prayers that must be resurrected within the body of Christ. And I'm telling you it's going to take care of our stuff. Can I mean, you imagine you going to prayer today? Today. And then your prayer is, Lord, whatever you're going to do in the UK, I want to see a revival in the UK. Use me. I am availing myself to be used of God. Let your fire another people, another group of people. Where It says, where do we see believers again that will be praying and fasting? And when you listen to them praying, they pray, Lord, let your fire fall in this community. Let there be a revival. 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 That will even affect affect our, our, our parliament house, affect politicians, affect counselors. When Paul encountered Christ, he fell and arose. For Paul's first encounter with Jesus here he fell down from the donkey first question "Lord, lord what will you have me do 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 somebody said humorously when people fall under the anointing their first prayers are more to do as good as marriage proposals promotion visas immigration status wives husbands children miracle children, houses, as important as all those things are. When we seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, hey, those things will all be added because God wants us to have all those great things. But let's go after, let's major in on the major and minor in on the minor. Once we go for the major, the minors, hallelujah, will be added unto us. The generation of members in our churches need a genuine encounter with the holy spirit glory to god we carry so many bibles different translations it is time for us to start praying prayers that disciples pray it's time to seek first the kingdom of god as disciples and not rest on our oars as just members of churches so Let's begin to round up. We're looking at the difference between members and disciples. Remember, the key scripture says, go make disciples. it says, go make disciples. That means we must be disciples to be able to go make disciples. So we're looking at the difference between just being a church member in every church and becoming a disciple. Because the ultimate, what he wants us all to become are disciples, followers of him. And followers of his teachings. And followers of his priorities. His priorities. His priorities. His priorities. His priorities. Pray about certain things that you want God to do for you by all means. But just begin by praying. Kingdom advancement prayers. And all these things shall manifest. Let's look at number six. And then we shall begin to round up. Members move from members. These are characteristics of general members. Members move from church to church from pastor to pastor move from another church to another church when tested offended rebuked shouted on corrected or disciplined but disciples are faithful you know bible says endure hardness as a good soldier or disciple of christ all of us face hard times and Every time you're facing those hard times, they are testing. God is using that to test your faith and endurance level. Members move from church to church, from place to place, from pastor to pastor, At the slightest sign of being tested, being offended, rebuked, corrected, shouted on, or disciplined, or, or delayed to breakthrough, or delays to answered prayer. But disciples are faithful, loyal, stay put, and remain permanent in one church and under one pastor, despite offenses, being shouted on, corrected, transferred, or disciplined. You know, there are some churches where after soon as they transfer some of the pastors or so branch pastors, they get upset and then they move to go and start their own ministry. These are not disciples. Faithful people don't leave the church or leave their post when corrected. Remember years ago, I gave you this scripture, Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 4. He said, if the spirit of the ruler rise up against thee, leave not thy place, leave not thy post. If the spirit of the ruler or the leader or the CEO or your boss or your senior pastor or your supervisor or your head of department or your pastor If the spirit of the ruler rises up against thee, leave not thy place. Leave not thy place. Leave not thy post because of something that was said that you thought, hey, it's me that they are referring to. Of course, when we preach, messages are preached, it's us that are being referred to. I've been following a pastor's summit and some of the things that we say. I say, hey, this applies to me. Glory to God. I need to change in this area and change that area. Glory to God. Good news to hear stuff that one needs to improve on. He said, if the spirit of the ruler rise up against thee, he said, leave not thy place. Leave not thy place. Leave not thy place. Disciples don't leave their post because of situations that they face or situations that they are going through or not being visited or not being called or not being texted or not being hey! Glory to God like we heard on Sunday, because love, you love God. God is love. And you love God. Hey, Romans 8, to 39, I feel something here. What does the Bible say? It says, ah, what shall separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus? Neither death, nor life, nor COVID, nor principality, nor power, nor dominion, nor height, nor depth, Nothing's present, nothing's things to come. He said, nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God. You are in church because you love God. And because you love God, you love the brethren. You love the bishop. You love the church. You love the pastor. You love the house. Glory to God. Nothing should be able to separate you from your love for God. Your love for God. Your love for God. And the church is his church. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it because you love God and you love his appointed church and love his appointed pastors and his appointed people in the church of which you are part of a family that you are part of. Remember I said earlier, a church is not a place you go to. A church is a family, a community you belong to. If you belong to the Caribbean community, that's your community. You belong to the Ghanaian community, the Nigerian community, the African community, the British community. You know, you're proud when you probably hold your British passport and you say, I'm a British. Or you hold your Ghanaian or Nigerian passport, Australian or American passport. That's your community. You are excited. Nothing separates you from your love for king and country. Glory to God. It's the same with church that shows that you are a rooted disciple, 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 disciple. If the spirit of the ruler, if even with the leader, the spirit of the ruler rises against you. He said, don't leave your post in that church for conciliation pacifies great offenses. Hallelujah. Who and what shall separate you from the love of Christ? What's this? I'm in church because of Christ. You are in church because of Christ. You are in the ministry because of Christ. You are in the kingdom because of Christ. So Paul says, who? Who or what shall separate you, what's this, from the love of Christ? Oh, my God. Your first love is Christ. And the church belongs to Christ. He died for the church he gave his life for the church and he's asking the question what shall separate you or who shall separate you from the love of Christ who is the head of the church that you belong to, he says shall tribulation, the word tribulation means double trouble shall tribulation stop you, shall distress, what causes you stress, or persecution, people persecuting you because you are a believer Shall farming, and farming is epidemic, or nakedness, nakedness, no clothes to wear, no new clothes, no whatever, shall peril, shall sword, what shall separate He as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long, we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Then he finishes by saying, nay, in all these things, In all all these things, all the challenges, all the trials, all the things you face as a Christian, whether in your church, in your family, in the kingdom, in your city, in your nation. He said, nay, in all these things that we go through, we are more than conquerors. Through him that loved us. disciples are more than conquerors. Members may sway back and forth. He said we are more than conquerors, and he says, I am persuaded <laughs> that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, the new variant or new old variant, nothing, things to come, unemployment or redundancy or whatever, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature. Nothing shall be able to separate me. Whats this from what the love of God or the or my love for God, my love for God, my love for God, which is in Christ Jesus. In other words, nothing and no one shall be able to separate you and I from the love of Christ and our assigned church and pastors. That is the attitude of disciples. Hallelujah. I trust you have been blessed. I got excited right there. The word is excited. The word motivates you. The word strengthens you. See, that's why you just say the word. You know, you read the, you read the, the newspaper a little bit or you hear in the CNN a little bit. Get back into the word and find out what the word is saying about what you are hearing on the news or what is happening around. I'm telling you. <laughs> you will not be unemployed forever you will not be redundant forever you will not be single forever those challenges in your marriage will not be forever those challenges in your children will not be forever Omicron, COVID will not be forever nothing shall separate us from the love of Christ, oh love of God which is in Christ Jesus now isn't good to see you on Instagram hallelujah, I trust you are blessed by that, it's all about Christ it's all about Christ that's why you must graduate from a first-timer, graduate from a second-timer, graduate from a, a member, a worshiper, a learner. Get into the disciple, start discipling others. Share this message everywhere. It's part of discipleship. Share, share as a form of evangelism. Carry your church's flyers. This coming Sunday, our service, share it everywhere. Save March, Safe March. is our day of restoration. First Sunday in March. Share the flyer that we'll be putting on the screen. Share it everywhere. Share it, share it everywhere. Ev- evangelize. Tell them about your high achievers master's cl- master class, which will change your story. Share, share. Be a disciple. Go make disciples. Listen, as you are busy serving God, sharing the gospel, sharing the flyer, sharing the messages, <laughs> God takes care of your stuff. God takes care of your stuff. That's why Sunday it looks like Pastors haven't got no problems or no challenges or whatever. No, no. We preoccupy our minds with our business. With God's business. That is why it's not going to look like we don't say nothing about what we're going through, any such thing. But we know the things that we go through, bills we need to pay and everything. But we preoccupy ourselves with the word and with pursuing first the kingdom of God. And everybody can do that. Receive that grace. Receive that grace. Receive that grace. Stretch your hands towards the screen. Receive that grace. Receive that grace. Receive that grace. Receive that grace. These are the scriptures we need, especially in this end time. Romans chapter 8 from verse 35 to 39. These are the scriptures we're going to be dealing with this subject on discipleship on Wednesday until we finish this session and this series. So, move on to become a disciple and disciple others. As you're sharing these messages, you are discipling others, inviting people Every Sunday target, make it your target. Share these things everywhere. Invite people with the flyers, master class, Sunday services, Fridays, prayer meeting. You know, people who need to be prayed for, bring them on this platform on Friday at 6 p.m. We'll be praying with them and touching and agreeing with them and turn them into disciples by the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, help us to graduate from members to disciples. In Jesus' name. Pray that prayer right now as I pray for those who want to be who want to give their life to Jesus. You're not born again. You want to give your life to Jesus? Say, Father, I submit my life to you, Jesus. I believe you died on the cross and were raised from the dead. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me now. In Jesus' name. Shout a big amen. Hallelujah. God bless you all for joining us on this platform today. We are back on Friday, 6 p.m. for our prayer session. Get yourself ready for fasting and prayer. And let's pray for people to be saved on a daily basis. Let's be bring Let's be invited. Invited. Take your phones now and let's give our offerings right now, which will result in your harvest and divine ideas being given to you from on high. bank account Lloyd's bank 02294551 sort code 309245 or you can give online by visiting our website houseofjudah.org.uk. uk mama cecilia says bless you bishop thank you mama cecilia god bless you take out your phones as let's receive our offerings Package your offerings, Take your phones. Do your online banking transfer. Don't forget this coming May. Oh, it's going to be awesome! We have already. We have a three months. Our plan, our schedule for three months ahead. Three months ahead. We have a team for March. We have a team for April, and we have a team for May. All the way down. The flyers are ready. I'm telling you. Get excited and focus on the kingdom. Focus on the kingdom. Focus. I tell you, spread these things that the flyers that you're about to receive. Spread it everywhere. We're going to be having a, 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 a whole month for the family. I'm talking about family matters, financial matters, restoration of everything that you have lost in this year of uh, finger of God manifestations. Tell everybody you know, whether you see them, you know them or you don't know them. Let's <laughs> invite them. To all these exciting sessions that God has for us. Father, receive our offerings in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Bless everyone that is giving today. I pray for, stretch your hands, let me bless you right now in your finances right now. Wherever you are, stretch your hands, let me bless you, let me bless you. Bless everyone on this platform in your finances. Remember their tithe, oh God. You say, you will remember our offerings and deliver us from every trouble. Remember everyone on this platform who have been given since this church began, since they, since they joined this church. Everyone who's not a member of this church, everyone who's a member of this church, who have been given in tithes and offerings and various offerings. Father, rebuke the devourer for their sake. And every with help, blessing, we command to be released in the name of Jesus. Let King our house us not sleep until they open the chronicles and find out all the tithes, the offerings, the givings of everyone on this platform. Remember our offerings, remember our offerings, remember our offerings, deliver us from the bed of languishing, deliver us from lacking sufficiency in the name of Jesus, and let our harvest come with speed swiftly through angelic activations and through human vessels. Father, we thank you for answered prayer.